From WSNC on the campus of Winston-Salem State University, I'm Byron Williams, and this is The Public Morality. Today, on The Public Morality, journalist, writer, and documentary filmmaker Antoine Victor joins me to discuss his latest project, Magda Goebbels, First Lady of the Third Reich. That's coming up on The Public Morality. Welcome to the public morality. In the summer of 1944, in the middle of the war, somewhere near Berlin, a mother arrives home, elegant as ever. As usual, her every gesture seems like a performance. She is the first lady of the Third Reich. Magda Goebbels is the wife of Joseph Goebbels, the Minister of Propaganda, and a close friend of Adolf Hitler. She is also the loving and caring mother of six children, five girls and one boy, aged from four to 12 years old. But the world will remember an entirely different image of Magda. Eight months later, in the ruins of the capital of the Reich, the Soviet army is searching for Adolf Hitler's bunker. Among the rubble, they make a find that's as macabre as it is shocking. Six children, all dressed in white. They look like they're sleeping. They line the bodies up alongside two charred corpses. Allied investigators confirm these as the bodies of Magda Goebbels and her husband, Joseph. That was an excerpt from the new documentary, Magda Goebbels, the First Lady of the Third Reich. Perhaps no other woman symbolized Nazi fanaticism quite like Magda Goebbels. But 73 years after her death, she remains an enigma who leaves us to ponder who exactly was Magda Goebbels, and how has she become such a virulent Nazi, given her background? Joining me from Paris to discuss Magda Goebbels is the filmmaker, writer, and journalist, Antoine Witkin. Antoine Witkin, welcome to The Public Morality. Thank you so much. Glad, glad to talk with you, Byron. Why don't we begin with, with, with the basic question, in your view, who was Magda Goebbels? And what was her role in the Nazi regime? You know, in a way, Magda Goebbels was uh, nobody. Uh, and of course, I shouldn't say that. But uh, in the regime, she was nobody because as a woman, uh, as, a, as, as a wife of the propaganda minister of the Third Reich, uh, Joseph Goebbels, she was nobody because, I mean, the, the, the woman had quite uh, no, no role in this uh, uh, anti-woman regime. So she, she was she, she only was the wife of Joseph Goebbels. But in reality, she was much more than that. And that's the reason why I, 
I, I became interested in, in, in this woman. Um, she, she was uh, a strong supporter of uh, Hitler at the very beginning. And she first uh, met with Hitler before uh, meeting with Goebbels. And then she was probably, uh, even if she had, she, as I said, no official responsibilities, she was probably the only woman uh, in the Third Reich that had a political influence uh, in this regime and that had a, a kind of influence on Hitler himself. Um, and in a way, she was the, the real uh, first lady of the Third Reich, even if uh, they, they had no first lady at all. Uh, Hitler wasn't married. Uh, she, she got married at the end uh, in the bunker, you know, uh, with Eva Braun. But at the time, uh, nobody knew about um, Eva, Eva Braun. Um, so... If, if it was a, a first lady of the First Reich, it was Magda Goebbels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she did, uh, to that point, though, she did like radio uh, broadcasts. She did movie shorts. So she was, she was sort of this public face of womanhood for the Nazis in that sense. Yeah, you're right. She, she was a public face, but also in a way she, she wasn't very active and it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's also the irony, uh, the cruel irony uh, in that. Let, let, let me explain it. Um, mm -hmm. she, 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 she wanted power, uh, I'm sure. I mean, it's very difficult to understand Magda Goebbels. Uh, and we will speak about that later, probably. But there is one thing I, I'm, I'm quite sure, um, is that she, she wanted power. She wanted to be in the regime and to have a real power. Mm -hmm. She was attracted by power. <clears throat> but uh, at the end of the, of the regime, when Hitler uh, uh, became uh, chancellor of the Reich, she was the, the, the wife of Joseph Goebbels, close advisor to Hitler, propaganda minister, interior minister. And at the very beginning, uh, during the first year, she, uh, she, she went on radio uh, she made one or two speech about woman issue mainly. Um, but then Hitler decided and, and his uh, his husband, uh, Joseph Goebbels, decided that as a woman, it was not convenient that she 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 was uh, in the in the front pages and she, she she couldn't be active because she was a woman. So she had to 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 step back and to be uh, uh, influential uh, from behind. So she wasn't very active, but, uh, and that's also the irony, um, she was a public figure. She was, it, it's something I discovered when I did my documentary. She was filmed all the time. Um, I, I found uh, an, some incredible archives in Germany um, uh, the, the, the public TV uh, did every year uh, a light, I mean, a, a 20 minutes film on, 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 on Magda Goebbels on the, uh, her children. And uh, so she was very present. She was on, on, on the cinema. Um, uh, I, I made a calculation. 
one year, I mean, I think it was in 19, um, I mean, in 1940 something, one or two, mm-hmm. uh, she was on, 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 the, on, the, on, the, on the, she was shown uh, in, in theater uh, about uh, one time every three or four days, you know. So it shows you how uh, present she was, but she wasn't active. She was uh, influential from 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 behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 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 it was more about the appearance, and in that way, it was what I hear you saying is more of an extension of her husband's propaganda, so to speak. But there was no real yes, power she, there. Absolutely, she was an extension of uh, her husband's propaganda. She was a symbol. She was mainly a symbol. Uh, she represented what uh, a German woman had to be. Uh, and what uh, did a German woman uh, had to be? Uh, she had to be a mother. Uh, that's the first thing. And fortunately, she had uh, uh, six children with, uh, uh, with Joseph Goebbels. So that's the reason why she was so represented. She was a good German woman. Uh, she 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 symbolized that, uh, which is uh, quite interesting because she wanted power. She wanted to be active. Uh, she at, at the beginning of her life, she 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 wasn't. I mean, a, t- a typical German woman because she was active. She was divorced when she uh, uh, met uh, Joseph Goebbels. Uh, she was uh, walking at this time. So she wasn't typical, um, and she probably dreamed uh, about becoming, a, I mean, a, a political figure in the Third Reich. But she had to to be what the regime wanted her to be, a mother, the first mother of the Third Reich, and a propaganda extension for her husband. Well, let's talk about some of that. Uh, you just sort of touched on it, but let's go back even to her childhood, because the making of Magda Goebbels, from, especially from your documentary, is, is, is one that's quite, quite interesting. Um, there seemed to be some controversy between her, uh, her birth, like her mother and her father were from different classes. Is that... Is that- yeah. <clears throat> she, she had a kind of identity problem, which is interesting because... Uh, thing I, I believe is that uh, Nazism has to do with identity, identity problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for, for, for Germany, Nazism is a kind of uh, identity answer. Uh, the question is, who are we, uh, we the Germans? And the, the Nazism is uh, answering, you are, I mean, the, the, the folk, the, the, the better f- uh, people in the world, uh, you have to dominate uh, other, other people. Uh, but you see this identity issue is, is at the center of it, of this ideology. And uh, a lot of, of uh, Nazi figure had some identity problems. Uh, you know, just think about uh, Goering, uh, who had a, a, a father-in-law uh, who was a Jew, uh, Heydrich, uh, even Hitler himself had a lot of question about uh, his great father. So they, a lot of them had those kind of identity problems. And Magda Goebbels, I think, had also this identity uh, problem. Um, 
as you said, um, her mother was a, a poor woman working for a, a, a man who was rich and powerful. And they, they had a, a girl, Magda. So at the very beginning, you had this difference. And then uh, what is quite interesting or maybe incredible is that um, their parents uh, split it. And then uh, she was adopted uh, by uh, someone who was a Jew, uh, who was his father-in-law. And she was uh, partly educated in Judaism. She wasn't Jew herself, but um, her family and her, especially her her father was celebrating some events, some Jewish events. Mm-hmm. So she has this strong uh, identity problem. And also she wanted to to be a rich uh, woman. In, in a way, she, she, she may appear similar to, to those very uh, actual uh, uh, social network uh, 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 stars, you know, famous who want to be rich, who want to be uh, in front of the... Of the, of the of the TV shows or of the magazine. And I think um, Magda Goebbels was like that. And she, um, uh, because uh, her father-in-law helped her and her natural father also, she could go in a very, uh, um, I mean, private school. um, And she had the opportunity to meet uh, an older and very much, very richer man who was a, um, uh, a famous German in, um, industrial, uh, so she, she she could enter in the I mean in the in the in the in the world of uh, rich and famous people, um, and uh, she and then she divorced. But she was when she divorced at the end of the of the thirties. Sorry, at the end of the twenties, uh, she was rich, uh, famous in the in the in the Berlin. Uh, uh, I mean, high society. Uh, so that's the way she she find to 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 solve his identity, her identity's uh, problems. Uh, and there is one uh, quite um, interesting uh, account, uh, uh, her mother's account. Um, she explains that at the end of the twenty, uh, her. Um, her um, uh, daughter Magda had everything. She was rich. Uh, she had a, a child. Uh, she was uh, meeting uh, men, um, even a rich and, and famous American uh, uh, um, industrials. Mm-hmm. But she she said to her that uh, she was bored. She, she, she told her mother, I, I, I'm, I'm boring. I, I will almost die because I'm so bored. Um, and she, she find an, a kind of political adventure in Nazism. Um, that's the way she expressed his, uh, her identity problem. Uh, she had everything she wanted to have, but uh, her life has no sense. And that's why I think she became a Nazi, to find a sense. So I think that shows you uh, what kind of uh, identity problem she had. Uh, she was structured by those uh, problems. Uh, she wanted to, to know who she was because she 
didn't know who she was. Uh, and she tried all her life to find uh, answers to that. Um, first in uh, becoming, a, uh, I mean, a famous and rich uh, woman in, in Berlin uh, before Nazism and then in becoming a, 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 fanatic, a, a Nazi, a fanatic Nazi, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with journalist, writer and documentary filmmaker Antoine Vitkin about his latest documentary, Magda Goebbels, First Lady of the Third Reich. Antoine, I, I want to talk a little bit about you, if we could, and we'll, we'll get back to Magda because there's a lot more there. But I'm curious uh, how you got interested in this particular project. You know, it was I'm like uh, I mean, often a, a kind of hazard. Um, to me, uh, Magda Goebbels was uh, summed up in her final gesture, uh, the murder of her uh, in Hitler's bunker. And that was the only thing I knew about her. Um, and I had the opportunity to, to watch uh, a documentary in France about Eva Braun. Uh, and she was I mean, it was a very interesting documentary, but Eva Braun was uh, presented as the first lady of the right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, uh, I saw it and I, I watched it and I asked myself, but I mean, I mean, uh, nobody knew uh, Eva Braun. Uh, I mean, uh, Hitler had a secret, secret li- liaison with her. So who was in reality the, the, the real first woman of the, the first lady of the, of the Third Reich? And so I discovered it was Magda Goebbels who could, I mean, represent this first lady. And so I began to work on, on her, and I, I found out that um, uh, uh, in France, uh, nobody did a documentary about her, and that it was a lot to say about her. Uh, and what interests me also, uh, because I, in my work, I try to do things uh, not for, I mean, the love of art, but to, to, to try to, to explain our uh, actual time. Uh, what interests me is that, in a way, um, uh, her, her sorry, her um, fanatism, uh, uh, her determination when she commits, uh, when she committed her final crime, um, her identity fractures, uh, um, all those things uh, uh, um, rem- reminds me. Uh, our uh, today problems with jihadism, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the, the sense that uh, Magda, Magda Goebbels' uh, trajectory uh, was in- interesting for today and for our uh, today's times. Uh, so that's why I start, um, I mean, uh, reading about her, uh, looking at uh, uh, those incredible archives, video archives, I had the idea to to do this uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in, in your in your archival research, uh, how much uh, was available in in Germany? I'm assuming you went to Germany. So, how much was available for you? You 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 speak about the video archives yeah, or, the, the, or the, the, information the, or video archives, uh, written material. How much was available mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. 
not so much, uh, which was surprising. Uh, I had to look in the in the in the archives, in the video archives, mm. uh, and they had a lot of things, uh, which were mainly uh, unused. Uh, so that was the first step. As I told you, those archives are incredible. Uh, I mean, Magda Goebbels and her children and her family are, are filmed and quite uh, well filmed uh, you know, all the day. And, and you have a lot of material. So it was interesting. Uh, but it was it was tough to find books and, and things like that because Magda Goebbels was wasn't so uh, important for historians. She, she, she quite nobody. I mean, she wasn't official. She, she was uh, Joseph Goebbels' wife. That's it. So uh, I had to read uh, at uh, some books. And an and Austrian woman did something very interesting a few, few years ago. Um, but I didn't have a lot of, of, of uh, stuff to, 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 to read about. Um, that's also the reason why I think my, my film uh, is a kind of interpretation because uh, we, we don't have all informations. Um, for example, uh, this is very uh, difficult to find uh, written testimonies uh, in this in these uh, things. Um, I, I I could find uh, around Magda Goebbels, her mother uh, wrote something very interesting best friends but we we have no uh, testimony no 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 account uh, nothing from magda goebbels herself except this incredible letters uh, letter sorry she she wrote in hitler's bunker at the end um, this letter is very interesting and i start the film with it she's uh, writing to uh, her uh, first son uh, the only one who uh, survived because she uh, because he wasn't in the bunker at this time. Uh, so she wrote to her son uh, a letter, a very fanatic letter, uh, where she's explaining that she's dying and that she's uh, murdering uh, all her children because of Hitler and, and to, to follow Hitler and because uh, she, she couldn't live in a, in a, in, a, in, in the in the future world as uh, she, um, she she wrote, but that's it. Uh, this was the only uh, written testimony we, we have. So I had to 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 interpret uh, what could um, be uh, Magda Goebbels' uh, motivations, uh, uh, why she decided to kill her children. Uh, um, I, I couldn't think that uh, the only true was. Uh, um, was in this later. Um, yeah. Well, you know, one person we haven't talked about so far, and, I, and um, we, we talked about um, her first husband, Gunter Quant, but we haven't talked about Chaim mm. uh, uh, Rosoloff, uh, who many believe who was Jewish, a Zionist, and her first lover. And um, some people even think that Goebbels actually had him killed. And I wonder if you had any thoughts about about him in, in part of your interpretation. Yeah, you, you're right, Baron. This is something quite, uh, I mean, incredible. Because, uh, yes, she had an affair uh, one or two years. 
uh, with, uh, with someone called Arlo Zorov. And Arlo Zorov uh, was, a, was coming from, 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 from Russia. Uh, uh, he was a Jew and uh, he was living in, in, in Berlin at this time when uh, he, he met with uh, Magda Goebbels. Uh, but then, a uh, few, few, few years later, Arlozorov became a Zionist leader, uh, uh, working for uh, a Jewish, a Jewish uh, state in, in, in Palestine. Um, and at the time, Magda Goebbels uh, had this affair. And I mean, all, all the information shows that uh, she was in love. She, was, she, she, she really was in love with Arlozorov. And she also uh, became a close friend to, to Arlo Zorov's sister, Lisa, also. Uh, and, and Lisa could, uh, after the war, uh, speak about that. So we had some quite relevant information. And at, at the time Magda Goebbels had an affair with Arlo Zorov, uh, she learned uh, Hebrew. Uh, she also uh, thought about uh, converting to Judaism. She didn't do that uh, Eventually, but she 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 thought about that, um, and what is I mean incredible is that if you think about that, uh, she probably I mean I, I'm not sure, but she she probably wanted to 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 marry uh, Alozarov, and 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 I think Alozarov uh, didn't want that's the reason why she she didn't marry Alozarov. But could you just imagine one thing if she and um, she had married uh, Alozarov. Um, and if uh, Alzov had survived, uh, uh, he was one of the of the of the most prominent Zionist leader. Mm -hmm. So you could imagine that Alzov uh, would have become uh, uh, Israel's first president uh, and not Chaim Weizmann, for example. Or you could imagine that uh, Alzov would have become uh, prime minister after uh, Ben Gurion or something like that. In this case, uh, Magda Goebbels wouldn't have been uh, the first lady of the Third Reich. She would have been uh, the first lady of Israel. So it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, it, of course, it's an odd idea. Uh, of course, uh, nobody knows what uh, would have uh, happened in this case. But it shows you how history uh, hazardous uh, can be. Um, and also, it's, I think it's, it shows, uh, again, uh, all these identity issues that Magda Goebbels had. She could have become first lady of, the, of, of Israel because she wanted power, in a way. She wanted a cause. Uh, she wanted uh, ideas to, 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 to strike for. Uh, but it wasn't possible with Alozorov. And then because of history, because of hazards, because of a lot of things, she became a Nazi and um, she, uh, she became the wife of Joseph Goebbels. And uh, you ask about uh, Alozov uh, dead in, in, in Israel. So Alozov was assassinated um, in, 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 uh, in Tel Aviv uh, on the beach. Um, uh, at the at the end of the 30s, uh, we had no clear uh, evidence uh, in this matter, uh, but it's it's likable that uh, he was assassinated by Nazi agents, and especially by uh, 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 Joseph Goebbels agents, because um, 
some people knew uh, i mean in in berlin in in the in the high society that uh, magda goebbels i mean you know you can imagine a close friend to hitler um uh, propaganda minister's wife uh, that in the past with Arlo Zorov. And also Arlo Zorov tried to, to get in touch uh, again uh, after uh, Nazi's arrival at, at power. So uh, for Goebbels and, uh, and even for Magda Goebbels, it could have been a real problem if it, was, uh, if it became uh, public. So that's the reason why I believe, I mean, we have no evidence uh, some people try to, to, to make an investigation about that. It wasn't clear. But I think uh, it's, it's, very, it's very much possible. Uh, and it's probably uh, the, the, the main, uh, the main uh, explanation we have uh, that uh, Al Ozorov was murdered by uh, Joseph Goebbels to avoid uh, public scandal. Well, let, uh, just staying on that for just a moment, um, and, and I know you don't have a def- you don't have a definitive answer here, but how did Magda manage to keep that from Goebbels at least before they got married? That her stepfather was Jewish, and in all accounts, her first lover, who who you as you say someone she was really in love with, was also Jewish. How did she manage to, to, to not reveal that? Uh, first, what I could answer about that, uh, the first thing uh, is that it wasn't so surprising um, uh, because, in a way, uh, Magda Goebbels is an ordinary German. And before Nazism, before the Nazis took power, uh, I mean, it was quite common that, I mean, um, German Catholic people had a uh, relationship with uh, uh, Jewish German people. Uh, so it, it wasn't so surprising. Uh, it, it was quite common in this way. Uh, and it also show, shows you, show you, I think, that uh, Nazism was also a kind of civil war inside Germany. Some historians uh, say that and, and, and and, and have um, shown that uh, it was a, a war between Germans uh, in, first, and then it became an international war. Uh, it was a war that the Nazis um, uh, did against uh, their opponents in, in Germany, uh, the communists, the, the, the Democrats, the Jews, etc. So uh, Magda Goebbels has had this relationship with, uh, with a Jew. She had... Uh, a stepfather uh, who was a Jew. But, you know, think about that. Uh, Gori was the number two of the Third Reich, um, Marshal Goering. Uh, his uh, stepfather, uh, his, sorry, his father-in-law. The, the, the world is father-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So think about that. Uh, Marshal Goering, who was the number two of the, of the Third Reich, um, uh, his uh, father-in-law was a Jew, too. So... It, it, it wasn't so, so, so surprising. Uh, when she, she became uh, Goebbels', uh, Goebbels uh, uh, wife, of course, she, she tried to, to hide that. Um, but she couldn't. Uh, uh, if you were uh, uh, a well-informed journalist in Berlin, uh, just before uh, the Nazis took power and just after, 
you you knew about that. Uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't in the newspapers, but I mean, it it was uh, it was known. And um, there is a story. Uh, one time, uh, a, a journalist just before the Nazis uh, took power um, uh, tried to to reveal it in a newspaper, and uh, then suddenly you had some uh, uh, some. Uh, uh, strong Nazis people uh, uh, beating him and uh, inviting him to, to, to publish it. So she, she couldn't really hide it. Uh, and it was known in the, in the, in the, in the Nazi elites. And uh, even after uh, Alozorov was murdered, even after uh, her own uh, father-in-law was uh, sent to a concentration camp, uh, it was known. So it wasn't a secret. Uh, but I mean, for the Nazis, it, it, it was possible. I mean, they, they, they were all coming from the German society and the German society had links uh, to Jews before, because uh, before Nazism, I mean, uh, Germany was a, a modern society where uh, different uh, uh, religions uh, had relationships. Um, so it's also... Uh, Explain. I mean, um, Magda Goebbels' trajectory. It's also explain what uh, Nazism exactly was. You know how uh, modern it was in this. Uh, I mean, what I mean is that uh, Nazism Nazism came uh, into a modern. Uh, I mean, like how current society, um, uh, where people had, uh, where Catholic German had a relationship with a, with a Jew, and it was, I mean, absolutely usual or. I mean, uh, almost usual. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, this is what I could uh, answer to your question. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me uh, in the documentary uh, was uh, one of the points you made was how fast she went, as you said earlier, from being bored to becoming a fanatic Nazi. That happened really fast. Any, any thoughts how, how, how that occurred so quickly? This was very fast. Uh, you're right. Uh, this uh, may be surprising, uh, but this is not. Um, Nazism was a, a, a growing political movement. Uh, it also was revolution revolutionary, uh, uh, and it it became uh, quickly trendy, which is hard to you know to to build at this time. Uh, in only uh, two years, uh, uh, Nazism became trendy. I mean, they, 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 uh, they won some elections. And then in the good society, in the high society, uh, that, I mean, before that uh, was, I mean, uh, wasn't watching Nazism because it was a small political movement and marginal movement. Then suddenly, it became the, I mean, the, the, the trendy, uh, the, I think that's the best word I could use, the trendy movement. This is hard to believe because uh, for us, of course, Nazism, it's a very uh, old fashioned, very old, very uh, uh, conservative things, uh, very violent. It's, 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 it's that's a mi middle age in a, in a way. But for, for the people at this time, when you were uh, a young people, a young woman or young man uh, in, in Germany, uh, Nazism, Nazism could appear as trendy and uh, desirable and, and new and modern and uh, a kind of political revolution. So I think that's why, like 
some other uh, uh, man and, and, and woman in in his uh, in her class, she became so quickly a Nazi, a fanatic. Uh, uh, but you're right; it was very quick. Um, but I mean, that's that's uh, also the case for ideologies. Uh, you you can be radical radical you can become a radical quite quickly that's the case for all ideologies mm-hmm. ideology is so strong uh, that it 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 can change people quite quickly any uh any thoughts on whether or how far out um she and um, her husband knew that um, the Nazis were going to be defeated and that they were going to uh, kill themselves and the children? So, yes, uh, I, I, I think, and uh, there are some accounts and some testimonies that uh, show that, that Magdagobus was uh, rational and, and, and lucid uh, about what was happening. Uh, you know, even about uh, uh, the Jew extermination, the Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, her um, best friend explained after the war that she, she's, I mean, Magda, uh, Magda Goebbels spoke about that to her uh, quite early. So she, she knew what was happening and, and her husband, Joseph Goebbels, was happening. She, she really was, I mean, in the, in the, in the first, uh, uh, among the, the, the very, very uh, uh, small uh, uh, Nazi elite. So she knew what was uh, happening and she she knew about the, the possible defeat she she was i mean she was rational and what 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 is interesting is that her husband um, uh, wrote a lot about uh, this period because as i told you uh, magda goebbels only uh, Letter later in the bunker, but Joseph Goebbels uh, wrote uh, a diary uh, quite every day, so we have a lot of informations. And for 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 instance, he explains that uh, uh, he speak uh, with with uh, his wife about uh, about the military problems and about the possible uh, uh, defeat for the Third Reich quite early. Uh, uh, um, quite um, a year before uh, it happened. Uh, so um, he also explained in, in his diary that uh, uh, he speaks with Magda Goebbels about uh, what, what, what do we do if we, if we lose the war? And quite early, and I mean, to me, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, horrific and fascinating. They decided, uh, I mean, both of them, uh, Joseph Goebbels and Magda Goebbels to uh, to commit a suicide, to to kill to kill themselves, and also to kill their children. They decided that if we if we if we admit that uh, uh, Joseph Goebbels' um, diary uh, 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 is, is 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 right, a uh, few months before uh, the the final defeat uh, and the final battle in Berlin. Uh, when you think about when you started this project, what some of your thoughts were, and um, when you concluded it, what were your thoughts? So, any changes in your thought in your thoughts? Did you understand her better? Did you understand her less? How did, how did you feel from beginning to end in this process? So, Byron, uh, you, you're also an expert in Magda Goebbels. So, let me uh, <laughs> rephrase what you what you 
told me uh, before we we start this interview. Uh, is that the same to me? You told me uh, I had more questions at the end of it uh, exactly. than I had before yes. uh, working on Magdagobus. And it was the same to me. I mean, uh, I had I wanted to to understand uh, how do you become a fanatic? Uh, why do you kill uh, your children? And children you 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 love. I mean, because. She, she loved her children. Uh, they are, I mean, and, and Joseph Goebbels also, they loved their children. And they were, it's, it may appear su- surprising, but they were good parents. Um, yeah. We have a lot of accounts about that. You point that out in the documentary that they were, in a, in a lot of ways, they were sort of ahead of their time in terms of parenting. Absolutely. For, for example, it's, 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 it's funny and it's sad also. Um, uh, the Goebbels, they were against um, um, beating their, 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 their children, uh, which was at this time very usual. Uh, when uh, when you uh, did something wrong, you could beat him. They were against that. You know, so they, they, they loved and she loved her children. So my questions at the, at the very beginning was, so... Why do you why do you come to kill your children for an ID? You know, because I mean that's it. It was for an ID. And I I I, I think I uh, at the end of uh, of this documentary uh, I had much more hypothesis than at the beginning, but it was only hypothesis. I I have no clear answer. Uh, whether it's 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 absolutely ideological, uh, she 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 was a fanatic. Um, uh, whether she was depressed, which is also a possibility. Uh, uh, whether it it was a kind of a, a generous murder. This is a strange expression, but uh, uh, she wanted to avoid her children to 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 confront to the defeat and to the world after. So. It's very uh, difficult to interpret, and that's why I wanted to to, to let my documentary quite open. Uh, I think uh, every uh, viewer will have uh, and have uh, uh, his own ID, uh, but I have more questions. Uh, I think I managed to 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 explain what a Nazi was, uh, what is to be a Nazi, how you become a fanatic. But I mean, the main questions, why? Why Magdagobels? Uh, why did uh, this uh, uh, quite modern and, uh, uh, yes, modern uh, woman uh, uh, who used to live with a Jew, uh, who has a father-in-law, has, who has a Jew, uh, who divorced, who, who, who was free, uh, why did she uh, become a Nazi and why? And moreover, why did she kill her children? And, you know, Byron, this is also a question because she was the only one among the, the, the Nazi elite to kill her children. And this is also her decision. Uh, at the very end, in the bunker, um, uh, Joseph Goebbels wasn't so sure that uh, uh, they had to kill their children. So she, uh, he, he let her wife decide what they had to do. And she, I think she took the decision, uh, all the witnesses. Uh, in the bunker, say that she took the decision. So this question, I think, have uh, a lot of hypotheses, but I have no clear uh, answer. And I, 
in a way, for a documentary maker, this is more interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's safe to say that anyone who had a clear answer um, probably doesn't know what they're talking about because what your documentary did was un unveil just the complexities. Uh, go ahead. Absolutely. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. It's, it's, it's complex because uh, a human, I mean, human being is complex. Uh, uh, to be a human is a complex thing. So even uh, uh, during the Nazi time. So, yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's, 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 it's tough to say why uh, do you commit a suicide and it's tough to say why do you commit a suicide when you are Magda Goebbels and, and it's tough to, to explain why do you also kill your children. So uh, there are a lot of reasons. But uh, uh, in a way, Magda Goebbels is uh, uh, unusual. But in the other hand, and this is what is probably difficult to understand, uh, she's um, a very usual uh, uh, Nazi uh, uh, fanatic. So she's uh, very Nazi and she's very Magda Goebbels and, and there's a mix of those two realities uh, uh, makes this story, I think. The name of the documentary, Magda Goebbels, First Lady of the Third Reich, and we have been joined for this hour by filmmaker, journalist, and writer Antoine Vitkin. Uh, <coughs> sir, I want to thank you for joining me today on The Public Morality. Thank you so much, Berman. It was, I mean, uh, it, was, it, was, it was nice to talking with you. That was Antoine Victon. Stay tuned for my closing remarks. And now for my closing remarks. I must confess, my interest in Magda Goebbels is more than passing. I have recently completed a historical novella based on her life. Solitaire, Magda Goebbels and the banality of ambition and evil is a macabre story of the unofficial first lady of the Third Reich. And like my guest, Antoine Witkin, I too became insatiably curious with the life of Magda Goebbels. How could someone who grew up with a loving Jewish stepfather, immersed in Jewish tradition, her first and perhaps true love was a committed Zionist, but nevertheless would become the face of Nazi motherhood, who went on to kill her six children in the fear bunker? Her obsession with her public image as the paragon of German womanhood blinded her to the humanity of others, including her own. It was a life that ran a parallel course with the rise and fall of Nazi Germany. And as one early reviewer noted, it is a case where fact is indeed stranger than fiction. Solitaire is available in paperback and ebook on Amazon. I welcome your support. The Public Morality welcomes your comments. You can contact me at Byron at publicmorality.org. That's Byron. B-Y-R-O-N at publicmorality.org. Our archive broadcasts are located at our website, which is publicmorality.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, which can be found on iTunes. 
My weekly column can be found in the Sunday edition of the Winston-Salem Journal, as well as Politics NC. That's Politics, North Carolina. The Poe Rally is produced at WSNC on the campus of Winston-Salem State University. For all of us at the Poe Rally, I'm Byron Williams.